Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. NBC Sports, Football Morning and American columnist Peter King. What do you think about the Chase Thomas podcast? I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still at the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Everything School HQ over there in another part of Knoxville, Tennessee. Not sure yeah. exactly what part. Part uh, for 991, the sports animal Tyler Ivins. What what part are we in? I know you're from the area that I'm. Uh, close to in Fountain City, North Knox. Uh, if I ever have kids, they will be zoned for Hardin Valley. Okay. I feel like Does a lot of people are in that area now. I give it up too much? No, that's a that's right there. Hardin Valley. Yeah, yeah. So Hardin Valley is where I would be. Uh, love the neighborhood. Love yeah. the community. Uh, people out here are super cool. This is kind of my place. This is just, Okay. Yes, this is my place. So I love my people out here in Hardin Valley. There you go. They got to get the football program up. Every time I do this with you, every time I do this, this, the sit down chat with you and I I see all your brave stuff behind you, I was just like, Mm. I'm not gonna let him keep doing this to me. So I'm really glad Mm. that you brought me on today, Chase. Oh, sorry. I'm parched. I'm parched. And sometimes you just need a cold beverage to be able to get through with you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Something about locations and and communities. Well, I'm just thinking about division titles over the course of my lifetime, like a lot of them. A lot of titles. We're about to find out how much cussing you can omit from all your video. (laughs) A lot of titles. Proof is in the pudding. Yes, it is. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. ahead. Uh, We don't have to talk Braves. We could talk about the Tennessee Volunteers. Let's do that. I could do that. You could do that. We can do that. I can do that. I don't really want to do that now. We look today was really from August on Tyler. I mean, I don't know. I'm curious to get your perspective on this because today kind of felt like the penultimate episode for Tennessee recruiting this year, this fall from August to now where you have this surprise big commitment, right? With Jordan Ross or five-star edge. You were like, Whoa, but Stevie Hills, you were like the likelihood of Tennessee being able to go into Alabama 
and grab a five-star edge from Vestavia Hills and Alabama and Auburn not be able to keep him home? Like, that was a big pull. You're like, okay, well, things are a little bit different. This this class could be really be special. You already have Mike Matthews, who went to my alma mater back in Parview. So you got the five-star wide receiver. You got the five-star quarterback starting next year. You're seeing, like, okay, this is starting to look closer and closer to what Tennessee needs to be and what Hypel right. needs to start stacking to catch the Georgias, the Bamas, the, the SEC going forward. And then from August on, it's been, they're close. Tennessee is right there in that final one. Roger Saliapunga. Uh, we now have Jordan Seaton, who we can talk about here today. And it just feels like, I mean, Cam Michael going down to the end. Ryan Wingo. I mean, you can go up and down the list for a lot of guys who Tennessee has been in this final group for. Because, I mean, I think they're bored. They're targeting bigger name fish, the four and five star fish, than they were starting out targeting when Hypel first got here. But I think there is a sense of like, man, this is a rough way to wrap up a year in recruiting where you went 10 and two, you had this big jolt, Tennessee's back, you have one of the three strongest NIL collectives in the SEC. And I was texting the group chat, the Tennessee uh, Vols group chat this afternoon that we do uh, on this very program. And I just can't help fight this sinking feeling, Tyler. And I don't know if you feel the same, but there's a lot of Dan Mullen, Florida energy to where we are right now. No, no, no. I'm not going to let you bring that up because it's spot on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of. Yeah, you couldn't be more right. Because the whole time you were going through that, I was like, yeah, he laid that out. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but then you bring up, I was like, God, he's going to bring up the Dan Mullen tie-in, isn't he? Mm. And that's exactly where I was going with that as well. Uh, the only differences between the two is it kind of felt like that at least Dan Mullen in Florida had the platform to be able to continue mm. to hook the pipeline up because of, yep. look, if you're in a launching bed of, Ohio, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, essentially. And you can add Georgia and Californias in the world. We know who the main pipelines and where they are. Um, you can, Tennessee doesn't have those same royalties is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, eventually, you can't keep being bridesmaids. You can't keep yep. coming into the silver medal and the bronze medal platform and just expect that this is going to be okay. Now, the one thing that I will say that if there's any time where Tennessee needs to be first name out, second name out on the conversation, it's the NIL collective that you already brought up. Because kids these days, when it used to be, how warm is your climate 300 days out of the year? Mm. Because I don't want to come out of my dorm and have put a jacket on. Uh, What are the sites like that? You know, how beautiful are the women? How close to a beach? And Mm. there was a time in Alabama, how fast of a charger can I get? And how quickly can I re-up it? And if you don't make a tackle, put your keys on my desk and we'll talk on Tuesday. Mm. Um, Now it's all about how can I get paid? Every December is opt-out season, silly season, NIL season, transfer portal season. Right now you could list eight to 10 names who are going to see their value go up by a million plus because they're going to change quarterback positions. Mm-hmm. Cam Ward, Will Rogers, KJ Jefferson, Cal McCord. You want me to keep going down the list? Cause there's <laughs> plenty of good names who are going to be standing out in different programs this year. Back to Tennessee concerning. Not yet. Is it an aw shucks or a come on? Absolutely. But all it takes is this, and I think that this is happening at the right time. And you can see on that GPS on your smartphone, the interchange about to hit where everybody comes together. 
College football playoff moves to 12 teams. Mm. Tennessee last year would have been in. The goal moving forward every year is to get into the 12-team dance, not get to Atlanta. Now Atlanta means nothing. Get to the 12-team dance. How much money can you pay to be able to, one, get new blood into your program? And now, if you think college football was crazy as it is because assistants and recruiters had to stay on the road 250, 200-some-odd days a year, can you imagine recruiting a kid, getting him on campus, him playing 12 to 13 games for you and then turning right back around and having to re-recruit him so he doesn't enter the transfer portal. Mm. This is now becoming a more difficult job. That's why you're going to start seeing more coaches who are on the college level, (laughs) Jim Harbaugh, who will end up leaving to go back to the NFL because here's the thing. We don't want to deal with some of those things that happen when I want to be on a boat with my wife and kids doing sunbathing, Mm. amusement park season. I think things are getting better for Tennessee from an NIL standpoint. And they were already rosy to begin with, but to boot much like second halves in the 2023 season and the recruiting trail, what do they have in common? Finish the job. Yeah. And it's just so weird because I'm so mixed on this where look, Tennessee has been in a really rough spot football. They have not had stability for 15 plus years. Hypel has broken right. a lot of records. You kind of know what you've got here. And look, I think Josh Hypel is a very good in-game coach. I still like Josh Hypel a lot. He was the right coach for the right time here. What we can say though is, okay, eight and four, year one, 10 and two last year. Uh, or was it 75? Uh, 75 in year one, excuse me. Eight and four this year, 10 and two. So year four is going to be a big inflection point for this program because all eyes are on Nico and just so much of what this team is going to be and what Hypel's future looks like in Knoxville because you get a mulligan like he gets the mulligan for the Milton stuff Mm -hmm. where it's like the loyalty factor like you want to keep the locker room together he's the guy that stayed he was Hendon's guy look he rode with him the whole year didn't bring in a portal guy didn't bring in any real competition to compete (laughs) with Milton Right. Let him develop Nico, build that strong bond to prepare Nico for next year. But it was rough. Like this was a tough, tough season. And and I know uh, on your end, Tyler, like week over week, we talk about the second half collapses and being right there, being up on Alabama 20 to seven at one point, you have the disaster in Gainesville. But like, look, eight and four with where we're at now, the expectations at Tennessee are higher and they should be higher because of what Tennessee can do uh, on the NIL front because of what we've seen Tennessee do in the past and where their footprint is. Um, It's fair to have high expectations, but a lot of the big key guys that Hypo has utilized have been Pruitt guys. A lot of those guys who are drafted, like the staff deserves credit for developing them. Like Glenn Ellerby deserves credit for turning Darnell Wright into a great top 10 prospect, but he didn't bring Darnell Wright into this building. He right. developed them. Those are two different things. So I feel like I'm so conflicted because I think the staff has done a good job developing the guys that Pruitt left behind. Like they did that. That's just you, you. Hendon Hooker would not be an NFL quarterback if Jeremy Pruitt was still the head coach of the University of Tennessee. I don't think we see that same kind of success. I don't think we see that version of Hendon Hooker that got him to the Heisman conversation that had that special year in 2022. I don't think we see that. But. On the flip side, we're now at a point where, okay, some of these guys are going to develop. We don't, we haven't seen one LRB offensive lineman develop in the last three years here. Addison Nichols is now out the door. Bennett Warren could be that guy. Maybe it's Sham Umarov from last year. We haven't seen him yet. Four-star offensive tackle out of Georgia. Maybe you look at Alec Ablin promoting from within, still trying to find his first big tight end recruit. 
That was a heat check by Heupel to promote from within. Kelsey Pope, I mean, we're fighting like hell to keep Braylon Staley in the boat. You've already lost J.J. Harrell. You lost Mazio Bennett the year prior. You could be at down to one wide receiver in this class, five-star wide receiver. That's big. But look, we're going to have to start seeing some of these guys that you're bringing in this program that A, need to play. I mean, you have yeah. guys who are in the program and they don't see the field last year. Jordan Matthews doesn't see the field. Ricky Gibson barely sees the field and looked good when we saw him. And he still wasn't cracking the rotation. And you're still putting guys who now are in the portal, like uh, Warren Burrell, who's been there. We know exactly what they are. You're not playing the young guys unless you're really forced to, to injury. Like uh, Brian John Marie had to do it linebacker this past year. But you saw it like Jeremy Tlander grew a lot. And he was really good that last game against Vanderbilt. Like I'm excited about what he can be in the linebacker spot. But I don't I, I think it's fair to just be kind of like, all right, y'all, like we're going into year four. It's not cute anymore. Like we're you're going to have to start showing that your guys you can both recruit and bring in those same kind of guys and develop your own guys and not have to rely on the portal and not have to rely on uh, the Jeremy Pruitt guys because Pruitt was a better recruiter than Heupel to this point. He was. I also like to remind people Jeremy Pruitt was the reason why Michael Penix didn't end up at the University of Tennessee. Yeah. Well. I'm, and we like to make jokes because of where mm -hmm. the college football playoff is going, but maybe you don't get Nico. Maybe it doesn't turn out the way that it yeah. does. Everything you brought up, I can't even have a discussion about it because not only did you check a lot of boxes, but you also presented the arguments. There would be no rebuttal. This mm. I, I can't sensationalize. I wouldn't Stephen A. Smith anything that you just brought up. I think a lot of what has to do is there are some things that need to be kind of looked at. Here's the tail of the tape. He gets brought in. He being mm. Heupel and his staff all together under one umbrella. Here's what they've accomplished. Here's what they need to do. One, can they get the one, can they get the talent? We're kind of seeing some of the five stars. We're seeing if they can get to the finish line. I'm going to put that as an incomplete right now because I want to know, can they start restocking the shelf like Ohio State and USC and Bama and Georgia does year in and year out? Right now, they haven't been able to. Mm. I'm still willing to give them at least another year. I want to see how this 24-5 class ends up shaking up by the time uh, 20 uh, by the uh, February, the official done-done even though everybody looks at December as that early mm -hmm. signing period, the real new signing period, um, developing the talent. I think that the talent has been developed by people like Rodney Gardner, like people like mm -hmm. uh, Glenn Ellerby that you already brought up. Uh, I don't know where this program would be right now without Brian John Marie. Yeah. Every year, it seems even year one, when they were still transitioning banks from the backfield over to the linebacker position, people were looking around going, you better have some, you better have miracles or some type of onion powder you can put over whatever you're going to garbage pail tonight. Um, and they were able to make it work. I think what you saw last year in comparison to this year is a really good point. In a weird way, the 11 and 2, 10 and 2 regular season, yeah, it really made people look at the University of Tennessee at if everything happens perfectly. This is how a season can shake up, but you're still behind the eight ball like a measuring stick game we saw again this year with Georgia. This mm -hmm. year, you could talk about so many of the things that happened in any game that was short. The egg, the un the inexcusable game against Missouri, mm -hmm. second half adjustments against Bama, just pooping down your pants and your pee legs, everything you want to call it comparisons to Florida. Georgia was just an X's and O's, or it was just a Jimmy's, excuse me, just a Jimmy's and Joe's game. They mm -hmm. have five-star talent. You have three-and-a-half, three-quarters three talent, some four-star talent overall. 
and you were going to that game somewhat injured. So it was already a tall drink of water. And then those players that you were trying to have this chess match with, they didn't make it to the game because of the injuries. To your point, if Tennessee wants to get on this left lane blinker fast track to where tomorrow is, a 12-team college football playoff, a couple things need to happen. One, what did we just learn over the last 96 hours? Don't play a damn person with a pulse. Yeah. If I'm Danny Heim, if I'm Danny White moving forward, um, okay, maybe you're not getting rid of NC State. That's a quick turnaround. I'm calling mm-hmm. Nebraska up going, sorry. I'm <laughs> calling up Syracuse, sorry. Maybe if you want to say to yourself, okay, Oklahoma and Texas is enough to kind of get the party moving. But if I find out that in fact, and it seems the rumors are getting whispered louder and they are becoming to fruition, I think they're going to go to a 1-8 model eventually. And I think that Tennessee's one common opponent and you'll see me one permanent opponent is going to be Vanderbilt. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be really the, Hey, look at what we have in our right hand so we can give to the committee to show off or show and tell. But what I think happens is in those years where you don't get Georgia, you yeah. don't get more than Alabama annually. Maybe you find a way to sneak in in Arizona, maybe st- Arizona state. See the, where they're at right now though, Chase is I'm okay with power five middle of the roads. Mm. But these these whole let's meet at Jerry World to kick off the season in September USC. Uh-uh. Yeah, these whole hey, do you want to be really cool? Let's do a home and home, except we'll do the NFL sites. Are you cool with that? Wisconsin, you play at Green Bay, we'll play in Nashville, and we'll do nah, mm. nope. You're not even. We might do a neutral site thing, but please keep me away from Charlotte, Atlanta, and Nashville. We might shake things up a little bit. Mm. You play your eight opponents. You get your directional school if you think it'll be cool enough. Go 10-2. and Who cares what Atlanta is? And then just find out if you get home field advantage and how many games it'll take for you to win a national championship. Yeah. What used to matter in the day, Chase, to me, I think right now we're just going to find out who has the almighty dollar. You look Mm. at it today with Jordan Seaton. His final three were Tennessee, Oregon, Ohio State. I got 100 bucks in my back pocket right now. This is Seaton's in the transfer portal by... January 26, January 2026. I mean, he also just might not even pick Colorado. The fact that this is this confusing, what if he still ends up at Tennessee? Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, what if Boo talks him into still coming back to Tennessee? Like, I just don't think it's done. And it, maybe it is, but everything about this recruitment screams this is not over until he signs his letter. Like, everything about ever this since, is just weird. Ever since Bryce Brown and Lane Kiffin, it's yeah. never over the door shut. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see ultimately what happens, but I think it's fair to have a reasonable, like we, you and I can have this. Everything you're doing right now, yeah. taking your temperature, completely mm. fair. You are you are not being unrealistic. This is very much head above water, honest questions. Mm. This is a great checkpoint conversation to have, not unfair whatsoever. No, because I think a lot of fans look at this and they see, oh, but we're still 12th, 13th in the country. We're still in the blue chip ratio, but I'm like, you're now in the seventh. You're now falling. I mean. You think you're going to finish ahead of LSU at the end of this this cycle? I mean, you're going to have to land somebody. They're not done. You're going to look at this. I mean, you could be seventh, eighth. Texas and Oklahoma are in this conference now. You like it's nice to say that, like, hey, we're still in the top fifteen right there. That's where you want to be. But that's not. You will not have the depth. You will not have the bodies to really be a contender year over year. So you need to adjust your expectations for this staff if that's where they're going to sit after a 10 and two, 11 and two type year. And maybe that is where, and that's the other thing is like, maybe that's okay for a while. Maybe it's okay for Tennessee to be nine and three. Most years have that special season. Like you said, based on the schedule, depending on who they get, like, cause next year's schedule, it looks like 10 and two to me. Like when you look at what this schedule is, you get Bama at home at George is obviously your toughest game. You get Florida back at home at Arkansas, that's a great draw for them. Um, I think they'll be they'll be favored there. You look at it, and I was like, I think they're going to be favored going into ten and twelve games next year. Kentucky, I had nine, you know? I had, I had nine and three, but only yeah. could quickly moved to ten and two. If Nico's I want right to wanna see what Oklahoma's new offensive coordinator hire, how he yeah. fits DS, then and you get that game early too. Yeah. So and it's Nico, also. Heupel's got that circled. I think Heupel's going to have some extra juice going into Norman. I think he might have something uh, up his sleeve uh, against Oklahoma. Oh, you mean like receipt? Oh, receipt. Yeah, he might have a receipt. Even receipts of, oh, hey, Bob, are you still there? Stoops, mm-hmm. comma, Bob, how's everything in Norman? Let me in for some dinner. We'll trade some Tupperware. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. That's a great point. I think he'll be ready. Yeah. Um, Most important returning ball who has the opportunity to leave this cycle but oh, easy. you think it needs to come back. Who do you think it is? Oh, slam dunk easy, Cooper Mays. Why is it Cooper? Do we just... Because, because a couple reasons. Yeah. One, you saw... Okay, this, this 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 tempo and speed this year was nowhere near what it needed to be, mm-hmm. uh, even when he did return. But yeah. once he did make the return, and Ollie Lane, two claps and kudos to you. Admirable job. Gibbs product here locally. Uh, you could see love that he put he finished out at center too. That man did yeah. everything. Of course, that was the most Tennessee yeah. way of ending it. It's like Cooper goes down. It's like all right, back to where I was. I guess <laughs> like Ollie's a trooper, man. I am a guy who is willing to always make sure he brings every not a baseball analogy, but he brought every mm. glove to the ballpark. He didn't care where he played. Um, Cooper Mays won because of just the importance of that offensive line for next year and what your bodies might look like. Mm-hmm. Lord even put Javante Spragans in there as well because at times but I will stick with Cooper Mays for that reason and number two you're about to bring in arguably the most decorated recruit since Peyton Manning who many people believe has to do Peyton Manning things I need Cooper Mays giving him the football and helping him see the football field a little quicker than perhaps maybe a true sophomore should see the football field 
Yeah, I like that one too. I think Keenan Peely's a sneaky important one. Oh God. See, we do a start bench cut exercise mm-hmm. on our show. And somebody dropped me start bench cut the other day. Mm-hmm. Most important piece moving forward for next year who can return. And they hit me with Cooper, Brew McCoy, Keenan Peely. And I went, son of a and it took me longer than I thought it would. And I end up cutting um I end up cutting Brew. That's who I would have cut. You, but you look at this wide receiver room next year. Yeah. If still more shortcomings, and just uh, you, they miss Brew for more than just obvious reasons. The mm. more and more you get into what kind of led to the games, Joe was actually on target. The receivers weren't helping him out, and then vice versa. So mm. Brew McCoy could have helped in so many different ways. Keenan Peely, though, twenty six, little seven year old, grown <laughs> married. man, married with kids. Mm. Like, okay, let's. Yeah, I want a grown man leaning my linebacker room too. That would be huge. Put him and yeah. Arian Carter side by side with each other with some of the pieces, as you mentioned, that shined late. Perhaps maybe that room's a lot brighter than some people anticipate it will be. No, because you see it. Like, guy, I mean, the Missouri game, the Missouri game was the number one reason. Like, you just saw it. Like, having Keenan oh. Peely with Cody Schrader out of the front. Like, same maybe that's the same game. play. Yeah. He hit it off tackle, and then, it, it, I mean, like, look, Elijah Herring, I think, is going to be a great addition, and I think when he gets it, I think he'll be a solid piece of this defense. Diving at ankles and guessing, Schrader just wanted him to go lean one way, and he'd take the other route, and yeah. it was just pitch and catch the entire game. It was, a, it was a long day for Elijah Herring in Columbia that afternoon. I wonder how that would work, though, because, I mean, Beasley's obviously gone, but you're looking at it. T-Lander grew. Arian will be back in there. Elijah's the four spot in the 2D. I mean, he's yeah, going to no, go no, from he's... starter playing a bunch of snaps where he shouldn't play many snaps next year if you're that, healthy. That is a... That is a must-see position in the spring alongside... Yeah. Alongside... How much noise does because you know the other answer with people who are watching this played back mm-hmm. or live or, or, or through their social devices are going Dylan Sampson. None of y'all are saying Dylan Sampson. <laughs> yes, because of all the things Dylan Sampson yeah. brought to the table, but I wouldn't put it in the importance level. Like you have some people in the backfield in that running. Yeah. Jerry Mack has a wealth of people who can. I'm not worried about running back for Tennessee. Yeah, get production no matter who's for back me, there. Really, for me, yeah. it's linebacker. Who's going to get to the quarterback next year? Because I'm going to be honest. Everyone's like, well, how come you're saying who could come back? Yeah. Okay. Amari Thomas is going to get his money, even though he can mm. come back. Um, uh, Tyler Barron's going to get his money, even though he could come back. You know, you got to see who are going to be some of those replaced players. To me, if you told me, hey, Ivans, wide receiver, linebacker, defensive line, somewhere in that mix like that. Yeah. And I'm interested in the tight end spot. Like, hopefully the Notre Dame tight end uh, in the portal comes uh down knoxville but we'll see there's a good chance that there was a player who came to knoxville this year on another team ends up playing for tennessee next year okay go back and watch the film on um go watch the connecticut film okay why does his name escape me i just talked about him yes thank you mr jolly yeah what christmas time and that was the joke (laughs) i kept making jolly Mm. big uh big chance you big big chance he'll be uh catching passes from nico next year there you go. What do I know? What do I know? Um, twenty twenty four schedule. What does Hypel need to get to to calm the fan base when they look at the schedule and coming back from eight and four? What is the number you think callers to nine nine one next year? They'll be okay with a nine, certain nine, number. Nine and nine and three. They're okay. Nine and three. They're fine. Uh, I and this is not what people want to hear. 
But if you don't have last year and immediately mm. success, the bar is risen and set at a different level when you go 10 and two. Mm. I think realistic fans and Tennessee's got an intelligent fan base. I'm learning like I'm look, I'm a Tennessee fan. I, I play a neutral party on the air. It's no secret to that. If mm. it's real, it's real. I've never said blah, blah, blah. Um, I look at it like this year one. You were seven and five. Mm. Year two happened and it was incredible. Year three, you go eight and four. Next year, you should go nine and three. Because even though you did really well within a 10 and two season, recruiting wise, wins increase on the escalator, recruits in, uh, increase on the escalator. Mm -hmm. If Nico shows that he can absolutely just go and blow, and he can be the next Hendon, and the completion percentages are through the roof. I think with the NIL money, the fans will sell out the stadium again. It'll be the hottest product in town. You go nine and three next year. Get a feeling of what really the criteria is from this playoff committee, which after what we learned Sunday, who the hell knows what they want anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, get a feeling for what the criteria is. 25, training wheels are off, bumpers are off, the gutters in the bowling alley. You got to compete for a national championship. I am get I and 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 look, I'm. I, I know some people would say it's a loser mentality. I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Mets fan. I'm an Islanders fan. Like the lose, 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 lose. I get it. But realistically, with the NIL money and what this new, what the new world of college football is, Josh Heupel by year five, it's there are no excuses. Yeah. Here's who you have in place. Here's what you've done recruiting wise. We're giving you, cause to me, I gave Josh Heupel a built-in year for losing 30 players to the transfer portal. And I was already giving him four years. Mm -hmm. So to me, year five is where I'm like, okay, now we got to talk about some things. So yeah. this year, get Nico's feet wet. By the time he's coming back to the orange and white game, April of 25, I need him cannonballing. Look, mom, look what I can do. And I need to see some of those beautiful drop passes down the sideline like we saw in the orange and white game leading into matchups against whatever the roulette wheel of 25 says about the SEC schedule. Yeah, I I think that's right. Nine and three next year and then national title. You've got to be feeling like he's got to have a Heisman type year. You want oh, big Bryce yeah, Young but... from Nico. It's kind of wild how much Nico is tied to Josh Heupel's future in Tennessee. Like it's he's a general manager to him. Uh, he's a coach to a general manager. Yeah, they're tied to the hip. The if it doesn't work out, then I think Heupel's gone. Like I think if Nico does not work out, I think you're in a position where mm. it can get ugly. No, 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 no. It needs to happen if yeah. Nico doesn't work out. Because remember who remember who his AD is. Yeah, they're tied together. Yeah. And Danny has done a lot of growth for this program. In my honest mm -hmm. opinion, Nico doesn't work out. Josh Heupel's got to sit at the blackjack table and hit on 20 every time and hope it's an ace. Yeah. He has to find that next person in the transfer portal and go, no, 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 I can work with this guy. Yeah, because he's over one there. Uh-huh. And here's the jo thing. A guy Jamil, like Josh, he had three years. and A guy like I, Josh Heupel, you mm -hmm. would think that he would get every quarterback's, you know, he didn't get Hendon. He lucked into Hendon. No, Hendon no, 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 was no, just there. Like, yeah. I, was thinking more, I was thinking more Joe of the 0-1. Well, that's Remember what I'm saying. Joe is still... the 0-1, but it's right. like his one-for-one one is the transfer he didn't even bring in. Right. When he got on campus and he saw yeah. Hendon in-house from Jeremy Pruitt, he went, all right, so tell me more about this Joe guy in Ann Arbor. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, so like you got lucky and then now you're 0-1. Mm -hmm. So if you strike out on, on Nico, it's 
okay, uh, I get one last shot at this. Yeah. And, and I don't think we'll get there because no. I, Nico's the real deal. I think so too. Nico's the real but deal. I also think it's just so much pressure. Like there is so much pressure on Nico and I'm interested to see how he handles it. I'm interested to see how this offense bounce back. I'm interested yeah. to see uh, all of it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, final thing in 30 Yes. Make me a promise because you, this is, I enjoy doing this with you. I mm. think for anybody who's watching this right now and follows along with Jace, I have done this a very long time and I'm not trying to be a senior old man when I do this. This guy is very good at what he does. This guy is very, very good at what he does. And I'm not just saying, look, I, I get requests all the time to do things and sometimes the schedule just doesn't allow it. Um, I try to make time to do this, mm. to do your channel because uh, I follow along with some of the stuff that you do. It, it, it amazes me sometimes when I'm like clicking on on your videos and I'm like, what the hell? He's talking Calgary Flames hockey? <laughs> and, 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 and nobody loves ripping shell more than this guy does. Mm -hmm. A huge hockey fan. So I'm yeah. like, I'm catching myself many times downloading your videos before I jump on planes and it's my on-demand content. So I, uh, even though I've got a skedaddle tonight, yeah. Off season is not far, good friend. So no. you should hit me on the uh, speed one. Always should be U-Haul. Mm. Speed dial two should always be your wife. Speed dial three should be you consider if it's me. I don't know. I'll be number three for that. I'll be number three. Okay. Go Seinfeld here. Well, like a little Seinfeld action. What uh, oh. what number are you on the speed dial? I'll see. I'll talk to the wife. I'll talk to her. Well, now you're back down. Now you're back down there, Tyler. We were we were riding high here. Have you tried this? It's called water. I think the yep. the natives call it agua. It is mm. absolutely fantastic. It's, I don't know. Tastes better with the division title. I think. I hate you. Don't ever call me again. <laughs> Goodbye, Chase Thomas. Tyler, I would listen to him every day, Monday through Friday, on 91 the Sports Animal with uh, Tyler and Will and Tyler. Thank you as always, and we'll talk again soon. This is Ben Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, mm -hmm. you're, um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.